And we're back for part two of our conversation with Jakia Carruthers on The Color Purple by Alice Walker. We will continue on with our conversation, what we were just talking about. Um, we'll also start to get into themes of God, fractals, healing your inner child, settler and extractive colonialism, as well as human relationships with their ecosystems and more. I'm so curious about just what do you think of that triangle? What do you think the meaning of Suge is? You know, part of part of her, I don't know, there's just like a very ethereal spirit to to her. She just kind of uh loves everything and every every everyone so fully. Um, is this beautiful person, singer, you know, travels, you know, and right. It makes total sense that both Skilly and Mitzer are just head over heels for her and that, you know, they can't, they love, they love her so much because they can't have her. Um, I, I'm trying to think if Skilly says says that towards towards the end too. But yeah, I, I'm just so curious about what, what you think of of them. And of, and of course, there's mothering there too because Skilly, you know, nurses a sick shug at the very start of their of their relationship and then that flips you know in terms of the sexuality um oh god i'm just so i'm so curious wow. I, mm. I didn't think about shug as a, as like a sexual mother but she is yeah. that yeah. she teaches yeah um shit. that she <laughs> teaches um well, Celie, her like sexuality, like literally gives her anatomy lessons um, and right. gives her sex ed that she She's otherwise- like, you're still a virgin. Yeah. Like, you never right. enjoy sex. Like you, like, you, not, you, you haven't had sex. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, let me, here is a clitoris. Like um, just again, like act, clinical almost, um, like sex ed that she gives her. Um, and Nettie mothers her socially and romantically and is like, mm. so every time he says that my teeth are beautiful, I'm gonna say Celie's teeth are beautiful and you gotta do it too. Like you have to um, assert yourself, like all this teaching that she gets from all these people into like into her womanhood, which is really interesting. But all these people are like teaching everyone via Celie and then um, in Shook's case, in Shook's case, actually, I think that she teaches um, missed some lessons via Seely too, but she teaches him directly. They have such a fascinating relationship. You, what you make me want to do, and I was just writing it down, is I want to like like reconceptualize this and draw it out yeah. as like a, like a Greek um, kind of like mythology and all these people are figures and yeah. characters and creatures mm. because it's like Suge is like a like a river nymph or like a mm. earth goddess or something that like like yeah. um that is above them like she's not mortal like she's not of this plane as you said like sort of ethereal um but she's like kind of kind of, she lives on earth um she is of earth she explains earth to them she keeps them grounded um she does really important work for their self-realization 
and which is not to say that she doesn't like have her own journey to go through in terms of like self-realization but I just she's more than a tool but she is also a tool like um like she's more than a um yeah she's like a semi like a semi-god mortal person who can understand them and who has her own shit um oh my god i have to write this that's right that's right (laughs) yeah shug is super fascinating because that happens all the time in greek mythology like talk about messy relationships Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like super messy relationships where people transform and touch each other mm-hmm. in all these weird ways <laughs> and have like multiple like forms even of their body and their being mm-hmm. um i think should personifies that most intensely mm-hmm. but their their triangular relationship is um to me not the most interesting one in the text oh, okay. but it is super um it's not nearly as interesting to me as harpo squeaking and sophia Mm. and not nearly as interesting as um Nettie Seeley yeah um Samuel and Corinne because when I when I read this I was like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) I missed you, man (laughs) all right daddy and she didn't but but she did she did though she did Um, Kareem was the first to see it coming too. She was like, "I don't like you." I, was sad, man. I, I, don't know. I thought that was just all. It was really painful. It was yeah. terribly painful. Yeah. And that she thought that Adam and Olivia were Nettie's kids right. by Samuel. Um, mm-hmm. it's how much it was clear they were a family, and she was on the outside of it. Um, th- those connections are like juicier to me than um than like just it's just because like suge and suge and seely and mr are so like are just doing something that's out of this world even even though i'm talking about the way that suge grounds them like it's what they end up creating among each other is um so raw it's too hard to even look at like it's like the sun um so it doesn't Mm. um it's it's so rich um, that I tend to favor in the text um, this like soapier, messier <laughs> ones. Mm-hmm. What they create is is possibilities for each of them to be whole. Um, wow! It's like the three of them make a one, which makes that reflects back on the three of them to become possible as individuals. Like they have to go mm-hmm. through each other to come to come back into themselves. Um, which again, to speak of like like refusal of compartmentalization. Yep. It's very, um it's like Steven Universe, anybody? My sister loves that show. Yeah. Oh <laughs> y'all sister. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> do it. I do. Get into it is what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, I've heard it's good. Lil Uzi Vert talk, talks about it a lot in his songs. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he does. Loves okay, it. so please don't play around. Get into it. Wow. Like, if you like this book, if yeah. you like this wow. book, wow. Um, that little cartoon, um, 
will give you your whole life. Wow. And, and there's a there's a character who reminds me of this. Like there's a character who is one and two and three. So they have a um they're a fusion, like it's a person who's made up of two people who are in relation with each other. And the manifestation of their relation is is a, a third person, like a unique person. So that person, Ooh. Garnett is a one, is one person, but she's made of two. But those two people plus the one, like, which is a separate, special, well, not separate, right? Like it's not separate, but it is um, unique. Mm. They are three, there's three of them and there's two of them and there's one of them all at once, which is real um, like Haitian Bodoon. Like it's a, it's a whole, but like it's the, the sort of- very clear with the color per, per, per yes that's very interesting yes that there's mm. that they're two and they're three but they're one that's a rack mm. <laughs> like uh, the dimensionality which is the thing like it's that's what and so just to bring it back because i guess we I, i've been talking to y'all longer than you're supposed to i bet but the um no, I'm ready to keep going. We we haven't even scratched the surface. Yeah, we so we can yeah. so maybe we can have a part two. But just to return to what you were saying at the top, Miles, about how wild the time frame of this was, that it seemed that it always seemed to go, and you yourself seemed in the process of reading to go in and out and in and out of time, out of like a like just a sort of linear understanding of the passage of time taking so long or not, um, the way that so much is packed into a little bit, like into a little moment, distorts and confounds and disrupts how long you think that should have taken, right? Or how long you think um, even it should have taken you to process that, right? Like as you keep reading, and then, and then we're now taking a pause to be like, what was all that? Um, a whole bunch of things. There's what this book does in its format um, and what it conjures us to do, what it invites us to do as we're reading and having an experience with it. And then through like do just sort of the diegetic principle, like the storyline of this, that it is an exercise in and um, a reminder to recognize that everything um, can be expanded mm. and everything can be compressed. That everything, um, it's like a black hole, like everything is in there all at once. And also all we have is like the Ooh, now I do want to say that about black holes and about about witnessing. That's a, a separate point. Let me not use that metaphor yet. But like in terms of like being three who are two who are one, um, that happens over and over and over and over within this community. And the community itself is always, we have our own interests, but we are one. Um, and we are one because of these like competing interests, not in spite of them or not on the outside of them. Um, like these competing interests, what we do with each other, the relationship is what the one is, is what the community is. Um, and you can expand that relationship into the, all these all these different kinds of interests, like an ecosystem, like where 
it's it's one jungle, one forest or whatever, but inside all kinds of things are going on, but all toward the life of the forest um, and all toward the life of the jungle and all to, toward the life of this community. And in this triangle that you mentioned, Miles, or in time or in all of our existence in relationship to God and our time on this earth or whatever, um, it's all going toward a, a one thing. And that one thing reflects back all the millions of things um, that make it possible and necessary. Um, I don't know if that made as much sense. No, it, it makes profound sense, honestly. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it, it's weird. I don't know. I've had the, I've had that notion of, you know, there being like three entities in a relationship, um, at least three, right? If it's like a one-on-one -on -one relationship, because it's like you, the other person in the relationship itself. Um, but, you know, just with you talking about it now, I mean, it really just like deepened my sense of like awe at this book and Alice Walker as a writer, because there's, there's the exact dynamic that you just, just described. And then there's also the three, two, one dynamic of every individual in terms of like, you know, Mr. when he's talking to Celie about how he used to love to sew with his mom. And then he had to grow up, he had to grow up, right? Because everybody was, um, everybody was teasing him about it, making fun, obviously, because it's a supposedly feminine thing to do. Like that child is still within him. Just as, as you were saying before, Jakia, how like that little girl is still in you, right? And so it's like, at every point in an individual's life, you have a combination of like phases of your own life. And they're not from the past as in they don't exist anymore. Like they're very much still present, even if they're not in, in right relationship with each other. Um, and then of course, you know, there's also the three to one of uh, ancestral and like intergenerational trauma as well as, you know, um, blessings too, right? Because uh, this is where like the Olinka storyline um, is so powerful, right? Because you can see how through everything, uh, through the middle passage, which like isn't necessarily addressed. It's like kind of in the, in the background of the text, you can still see how so much has like carried over, um, whether it's like sickle cell or this notion of patriarchy, women, friendships, auntieing, everything really. Um, and, and there again, you see how like, how, you know, someone who's like your great, great, great grandmother and grandfather are still very much like alive in you now in this really subtle way. And I think that um, that's something that Alice Walker talked about in the closet of the soul as well, is just how like, you know, she was really rejecting her great, great grandfather who, you know, was, um, mm -hmm. who was like a, a white slave master or something. I can't remember if I caught that exactly right, but you know, he is still a part of her, right. In the same way that, um, all of her other ancestors are part of her. So, I mean, even in the individual sense, as well as the relational and the communal and the ecological that you're talking about, like Alice Walker literally touched on all of them. <laughs> you really did. And that that process of like acknowledging it is not just a way to God, like a pathway, um, not, it's not a religion. It is, it is the thing. It is like, God. It is right. God that kind of um, connection. Um, Y'all. 
Oh. One, okay, I mean, I do, I do want to talk more about Africa and uh, Nettie and Seely's relationship because I just feel like, yeah, that's it. Just it just again, we we we've talked a lot about the local the localism and expanding, collapsing, and I think right just the the presence of that in the book um means so much especially for I, I feel like for where they they are you know and you know at the very end of the book uh she uh silly brings up Africa to Albert and everything and and you can kind of see like Albert has this like psychic just moment um and I feel like it, it's the same for the reader too you know um but yeah, I'm just curious about what would you see the relationship? I mean, isn't that so fascinating though? That it's not just like time that yeah. is compressed; it's also space. Like that part, when I read it first, felt like the most, um, if not soapy, like magical realist part about it. That like, oh, huh? Because um, how did like Nettie manage? to random, but it wasn't random, right? But like to get connected with the couple who was gonna be raising her niece and nephew. Um, like, how did that work out? Um, well, it worked out because, because, they're because they're still in the community um, and that, that's, that space can't um, undermine that in any way, like so-called space doesn't undermine um, like the connections that are possible like everywhere that there's there is no here and there there is no them and us like we are mm. it, it might it was georgia and what i presume was was west africa um in olenka like this made up place um because why wouldn't it, like why wouldn't it be um i i hadn't i don't really i hadn't thought a lot about um the politics of of um, like compartmentalization in the, the that part of the Africa story, except for the their their encounters with the colonialists, mm. um, who are so racist and who are so um, like who have who feel like even in the book feel like a disruption. Um, like I hate those parts because it feel like it just the tone changes. Mm-hmm. I don't. I feel unco- like I don't enjoy it. It's not pleasurable anymore in those parts where they're having the encounters with the co- the colonizer. Um, but in terms of like like Africa and distance, like this sort of Nettie in Africa being able to provide. Um, like a so a self like a or a person who who Seely can write to, um, who can affirm then her sociality but can only do so from far 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 away, um, is really interesting to me. But I guess I hadn't thought about what Africa and Nettie and Seely and their relationship might mean for somebody like Mister. I hadn't thought about that at all. What do you think about that? Hmm. 
because because remind me remind me of what happens when she brings up yeah yeah i'm trying to it's at the end I found it. It's on um, page 269 in my version. Mm. Um, or at least I found one one version of it oh, yeah. where uh, where you know Mr. has this idea that only men are supposed to wear pants. Yes. And then he says, and, and then you know, of course, Celia's like, nah, like anybody can wear pants. And then he goes, men and women not supposed to wear the same thing. Uh, men supposed to wear the pants so I said you ought to tell that to the men's in Africa <laughs> say what he asked <laughs> first time he ever thought about what Africans do people in Africa try to wear what feel comfortable in the heat I say of course missionaries have their own ideas about dress but left to themselves Africans wear a little sometimes or a lot according to Medi. but men and women both appreciate nice dress yeah and then she brings up how they sew in Africa, how men sew in Africa too. And that's of course what brings up, man, I used to love to sew from Mr. Right. Yeah. So not only, right, as you were saying, Jan, like the um, like ancestral knowledge and pain um, of his childhood that still exists. So ancestral knowledge and pain is also his personal knowledge and pain around like having sewing um, and pleasure and joy beat mm -hmm. out of him or um, untrained or unlearned or unlearned. Um, but also like an unlearning of even through like white supremacist, colonialist, imperialist patriarchy yeah. of like what even could make sense beyond like pleasure and joy, yeah. just like, oh, I should wear clothes <laughs> that yeah. make sense for my climate. Yep. or my job or whatever or like the, the thing that I do instead of um in order to um like sublimate hegemonic ideals of what man and woman or black and white or all these other things are supposed to mean um toward domination only always toward domination yep. for the pleasure of domination that's the only pleasure that's allowed within white supremacy which um Anthony Paul Farley talks a lot about that there's so much pleasure in um, being on top or trying to get on top. Um, yeah, yeah, it just seems like, yeah, this so idea of Africa though, just kind of like, even in this quick moment here, just allows an opening for like possibility, like seeing another culture and you get to see yourself. The black culture. Exactly, in a different way. Um, uh, a mirror, like the Africa right. can be a, a mirror of possibility for him. Right. You see how good that was? Like just that little, what was that, a paragraph? Probably. Know, right? Yeah, a few lines, casual. Yeah, like, yeah, just casual, just sprinkle it yeah. on you. Yeah. It's just. And you're like, like, wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Like, it's you know? so. One, yeah. Uh, I'm a, and I will add too here at this point because this relates to uh, <clears throat> this relates to um, we rule cool Bell Hooks's uh, you know book black men and masculinity mm -hmm. um, black men's relationship to patriarchy 
was that uh, she was talking about how, you know, the, <laughs> the root of like healing for the black community is about addressing childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here in this case, Mr. was like teased, probably made fun of. He might not even be letting on to the full extent of how he was traumatized, right? Into, you know, basically killing his feminine side, killing his 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 child within um, in order to fit this idea of patriarchy. And, you know, I, I think, I think um, as I've reflected on this idea of like addressing childhood trauma, right? Like, recognizing that that child is still within you. I think that those kinds of experiences can really impress upon a child that they are unlovable for some reason Mm. or that they won't be loved or respected if they do certain things, right? It's very conditional. Um, and, And I guess, you know, once I saw that part, I kind of, started to see how even this entire time you know mister and uh, well not just him right every character to some extent but are dealing with this um dynamic of you know feeling unlovable for whatever reason and then taking out that despair um onto like other people potentially right and i think that's part of what's so powerful about suge as well is that she knows that she's lovable and very much loves herself. Her does. Um, yeah. And is able and, and is so like strong in her love that she is able to um love other people as we've talked about. But of course, that's what that's what opened Mr.'s eyes to like respecting Celia, I think, was that uh she was saying, like, you may love me, um, and I love Celia. So like you know how how are you gonna how are you gonna love me and not love her just because mm-hmm. you know she's not me but I love her for who she is and you have never acknowledged her for who she is um mm-hmm. you know that really opened up Mr. to like being able to see Celie but also see himself just in terms of feeling lovable for who he is. Mm. God well because because he had gotten all those messages right Every time yeah. old Mister says, "Sugar's is black. She black as tar. Mm-hmm. Um, she got legs like baseball bats. She's mm-hmm. ugly. She's this or that, which is really interesting too. I remember when I was first reading this with someone later. Um, so I read it with a lot of lovers. Um, <laughs> like we insisted on reading it together. Yeah. She was so surprised. She was like, black. Because, because again, we're so attached to the images in the film that we can't imagine um, Suge as being, as having dark skin, but it's emphasized a couple times in the text, um, the color of her skin. Um, And so there's a, like Suge loving herself and deciding she's beautiful (laughs) and deciding that she's, um, that she lives on the ground, that she belongs to this ecosystem that she belongs to the earth that she belongs to god she belongs to all of it and it belongs to her too um feels like such so transgressive and revolutionary um in the midst of like old mister 
emphasizing in so many ways, like how, how she's not, because for all those reasons, she's not great and she doesn't belong to the world and she doesn't belong to God and she shouldn't belong to Mr. And every time I think, oh, Mr. is insulting Suge, like he's insulting, well, he's insulting Mr. for loving her, right? Like yep. for, um, and desiring her because, yep. because of all the things that he presumes that Mr. might see in her. Um, and all the things, all the good about himself that he might see in Mr. So old Mr. is like, is, you know, like demeaning him and diminishing him via his um, diminishing and demeaning Suge. And I think, I think it can happen. It does, it, he, they don't need Suge. Like he didn't need Suge for old Mr. to, you know, have inflicted all that shit on him. Um, but it's fascinating. That the inverse is also true, or the opposite is also true. That like, Suge enables something, but Suge also happens to be a vehicle for disabling by his his horrible father. Um, and this like again, really similar situation with Harpo and Sophia. Um, that Harpo gets himself through, gets his whole life <laughs> from Miss Sophia, who. You just can't believe he said um they call her amazon these big old women they so big and that's the thing he likes the best <laughs> like do you see um this again steven universe um <laughs> within this sort of fusion um the the gemstone alien women become large they become giants mm -hmm. so the main character steven they sing a lot of songs and it's a kid's show ish no it's not <laughs> it's really a ministry for your life for your grown life <laughs> he has a whole song about i really want to see and witness a giant woman um and there are lots of situations where like the bigger and more powerful the woman the experience that the people witnessing that woman um is it like the more intense and saturated it is mm. that like Wow. It is. Um, they are transformed by the power of this giant, let me tell you. And Sophia is this giant um, and a giant personality. Um, that, in fact, when her mama died, when her mama died, her and her sister were like, we, no, 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 we are going to carry this casket. Um, what? The lady yeah. pallbearers, the big tall pallbearers. Which, which is so, I think her brothers got on one side. It was like the girl, the sisters on one side and the yeah. other. But that, um, talk about refusal of compartmentalization, that we're setting our mother into the ground. We all have to be a part of it, mm. um, not just you. And that we can carry it, that like we have the weight and the possibility to carry it. And so, and so, the, the sort of like the projection that old Mr. does on Mr. and that Mr. does on Harpo, that you have to be big um, and you have to be great or whatever, which Harpo isn't interested in being, but finds compelling mm -hmm. just in her, um, not in him. And that like her doing it is enough for both of them, that it's so exciting. And it makes his smallness or his feminist or all these things like more, not only possible, but like pleasurable. It's why he has to have those pants like that. It's why he's a great mother to them kids who ain't his. Um, it's, he's in his 
his greatest place when he can be in her shadow is where mm. he grows and blossoms. Right, he was wow. he was doing all the all the indoor chores, loving. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's outside like on the roof. Yeah, you know, yeah, chopping the That's wood. Where he want to be. That's right. chilling. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's fine. He's chilling. <laughs> he loves it. I he know. I really can't read to read this novel again though, and like try and visualize Sophia more at the center because I think I I really found that point interesting um but man oh my gosh um uh i want to go back when you when you specified uh white supremacist patriarchal colonial (laughs) capitalist right Mm -hmm. i was like i was like i was thinking about bell hooks again honestly Mm because she is great at always spelling out the entire thing i think it's another notion of not compartmentalizing um but you know the 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 colonialism it's 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 very present obviously with how things went down for the alinka people um in terms of like the the rubber company coming in um but i also was very sensitive to how this black family were um they're like simultaneously like victimized and also agents of colonialism. Um, and what I mean by that is for, you know, for Nettie, Samuel, Kareen, right? Like they are of course coming along on this project to Christianize um, people who are clearly not, like not interested in them. They're like, hey, like you're not gonna be here long-term. You get sick, you're gonna be out of here. Your God can't really do anything to keep these people from running the road through and then you know, paving everything over with rubber trees. Um, but then, you know, the other side of that as well is that uh, Alice Walker has, you know, several very subtle references to and acknowledgements of like Native Americans, right? And, oh, and how like, you know, how they're kind of in the background of the story um, and yet still present. I was thinking about how like, I was thinking about that as another kind of collapse of like place and geography, just how, you know, these people are profoundly connected with their environments, whether it's in like the, in the South or in um, Olinka. And yet there are all these like, not not exactly, I don't want to say competing, but they're definitely, um, you know, different modes of like relationship with the environment right i mean even the whole idea of like property is a very like western colonizing framework um and and you know i I like this is again this is again where it gets so jumbly right because i was thinking about that and then alice walker you know intentionally places this story of the olinka people they're like oh yeah you know there was one chief who brought up all of the land into his own personal ownership. And that's when things got really bad. Yes. And now we don't do that anymore, right? Yeah. And then I'm thinking like, man, that's happening. Like, where is that story over on the other side of the ocean, yeah. right? Because because yeah. clearly, um, because clearly uh, the whole system of like slavery is like ever present, mm-hmm. um, how it's transmuted into sharecropping and then just the general like, economic system that these black people are like centered in um victimized by but also have to like negotiate with i thought was just like again another subtle 
yet incredibly powerful part of the book, right? Where, where you know, black folks are here, um, and you know, just trying to like make a way, and yet doing so in the context of like being a part of the like settler state. And if so, in the the U.S. is like a settler colonial situation, but the the interesting thing about the sort of colonial situation in this fictional part of Africa exactly is that's, that's that extractive. Is it's extractive and it's yep. um, disembodied rule, yep. Um, yep. where there's a where it's the opposite of local. Um, so the the terms of like of making resources of making God of making trees and things like that into commodities um, and into property things to be owned and sold and traded and hoarded and accumulated and all that to be separated um, is like is common to both settler colonialism and an extractive sort of like a imperialist um, framings but it strikes me that that one of the like problems of ex extractive imperialism and the sort of disembodied rule is that it gets, it's, it's, it's the opposite of the kind of like, um, of like populist um, mm. or populist um, localism that allows for like the most the most radical and just way of doing and being in our communities altogether. That it that it believes that there can be um, that there can be some kind of power without being there. Um, that and that that power can be um, abstracted. So not just extracted, but like that the the power that lives in Europe that lives in England in this case can can be the power without any kind of like of the force of the people feeding it right that there can't that nobody's voting nobody's um naming or electing or um affirming or ha like having a kind of like ecological relationship to in in a local sense with this power that exists in europe and the same is true even for that like the religious framing of the missionaries that god is in heaven and you live in Africa. <laughs> um, yeah, the dark as, country. The dark country, as though as though God doesn't live right here with you, yeah. as though your leader doesn't eat the same food that you grow and doesn't grow food that you eat, right? Like that there's no kind of um, potential for, for relationship, no kind of potential for, um, and without relationship, no potential for reciprocity, only extraction, that one of the lessons um, that Seely actually is trying to teach Nettie back is um, y'all doing that wrong over there, and not just the not just the sort of like colonial shit that you are victimized by as a black person too, but also as you're saying, um, low key participating in um, you're you're doing God wrong too. Um, let me tell you what should tell me, <laughs> um, and that in fact I'm going to write you instead of writing God because you are my locale. God lives in you. At the end of my message, I'm not going to say, um, you know, sincerely, sincerely. I'm going to say amen at the yep. end of my letter to you. Um, 
Oh my God, Alice Walker, like every little touch. Every Sante, little touch. everything. <laughs> because, because you belong to me, because we belong to each other, that, that I refuse a kind of God. Shook has taught me to refuse a kind of God that would only extract obedience from me or only extract reverence from me and never give me anything back or doesn't live here. Like told me to refuse a God that doesn't live here. Um, similarly, um, colonialism needs to refuse a power that doesn't live here and benefit um, mutually from what we're all making and doing here. So, so there's lessons, right? Like there's political lessons, but, but the political lessons also have like um, spiritual implications um, as well. But, and I think um, Shug's teach, I mean, Seeley's teaching of Nettie could potentially have some really transformative power for whether or not, because we don't know what happens with the rest of their life as missionaries. Like they come back to the US, but who knows what happens after that. But like, I don't know if you can be a missionary anymore like that, if you know God like I know God, because it, it won't be aligned with this, with this new understanding of God. And colonialism is not aligned with our understanding of community and justice and being together. Um, and neither of which are, are aligned with each other. That's really good. Y'all. Okay. We've got a two hour podcast. Yeah, no, this is. I, again, still have not scratched the Oh my God, what? <laughs> I didn't even realize. <laughs> you really made oh, the novel uh, come alive for, for me in, a, in another way, though. And I think, I don't know, just like hearing all the stories of like Alice Walker writing the book and having you know just truly spiritual experience with and so so serious and i was like yeah man like this 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 book does feel like real really real to the point where it's like you know if someone told me this was like their real story you know it just feels like that and then to hear you talk about the characters as 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 well as if you know you've been with them for a long time and you know them well it's the same thing it's kind of like a recycling of of the spirit and it you know it's only because she was able to feel them so strongly you know can we you know share in that and um you know from you from you to us you know i think i feel you know you were just able to convey so so much of your experience of this book and this is, this is all all that i've wanted and more out of this podcast you know this is the me goal. too me yeah. too thank you for giving me the chance i don't i mean i've never had a chance to talk about it formally with anyone um Bruh. but there's more for us to yeah. say i mean y'all just really came with gym after gym after gym no, you. <laughs> no, you. I had to mute. I had to mute. There's sniffling, crying tears, bro. I, I, you know, I'm over here like typing fiercely. Miles is like, oh, like you got to mute yourself when you type it. I was like, sorry, taking notes. <laughs> like you didn't even like, like, wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on, though, Jakia, please. Like, what is this? What is it? You were about to say you brought up black hole and you were like, oh, man. Yeah, oh, I was like, yeah, I was like hold on. Yeah. I was like, hold yeah. on. Just about hold to on. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, <sighs> oh. Evelyn, Evelyn Hammond's in um, Black Holes, A New Geography, 
of um, no geometry, a new geometry of black female sexuality um, is wanting to speak back to, it really does connect so well, wanting to speak back to um, a kind of black feminist um, fixation with sexual silence um, because of the ways in which um, violence and distortion and disintegration, um, disintegration in terms of like disintegration between our bodies and selves as, as well as selves and the texts that are placed upon us, as well as like just a refusal of integrity for black women, um, black women's subjectivity, um, make it so that that's all that we focus on. Um, Jennifer Nash talks about it as an archive of pain that like all the time all we talk about is um, the ways in which sexualization, racial sexualization has been our cross to bear. Um, and Evelyn Hammond writes that like, I mean, okay, it's a cross to bear, but I don't know if you can, number one, talk about it as silence. Um, like if, if you can't hear it, that doesn't mean that it doesn't exist, right? Like we really need to have a new geometry um, of thinking about black women's subjective and sexual interiority. Mm. Uh, and so what she says is that like, we could think about black women as a black hole, like black women's sexuality is a black hole, which like draws all this shit into it. Um, it draws everything that's on the other side of the veil into it, like all these, um, and it has, it has a, a life that is entirely imperceptible inside of it. Um, but the way that we know it, the way that we witness a black hole is the ways in which it distorts and has an influence and an impact on all the stars that are around it. We know that it has happened. Mm. Um, we know that it is in process. We know that it is, um, even in its mystery, even in its um, like difficulty to even be conceptualized, um, it is witnessable in the ways in which the mystery has fucked up everything else around it. Mm. And I think um, in this text, the sort of like, not just the like relationships, but the, the impacts that end up doing a lot of allowing for some witnessing for us as readers, as well as the characters of each other is really profound to me that there's even more that we could, even with all the, it's not even exposition. That's what's so dope about it. It's just a lot of intimation, a lot of hinting in this text. Um, that there's still a lot of mysteries inside of this that give us an opportunity to understand um, like how, not how deep the Tesseract goes, but that it's possible for that, for this, for these lives, um, for the power of these relationships, for the like, um, the multitudes that exist on the specs of their existence that they can go on and on and on and on and on and that we would never know and that we can't know and that are entirely imperceptible to us. Um, that we are just, we are the stars that all are, are all around this book. Like we are all transformed by um, all the multitude that this book contains. Um, we are transformed by all that Celie could be mm. that we'll never know in this book. The people in the book are transformed by all Celie never even tells them that she is. Um, but we know, we know because, well, 
she so much <laughs> that, you know, Mr. went from beating her up to being her bro, you know, mm. and sister too, mm. her brother, sisters. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's what I was going to say about that. Um, oh y'all this has just it's been such a great friday it's been a long week too i got a lot going on so it um what a beautiful landing um high key i had forgotten um that that this was happening today oh really um so i'm so thank you miles so much for the reminder email yesterday and i was like oh man i'm not in the right space but it's like this opens up the space you don't even have to be in the right space. <laughs> like it opens you right up yeah. immediately. So I just, I can't thank you enough for the opportunity to chat about this. It's been such a joy. I mean, like, I mean that from the bottom of my heart, a joy. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for joining us. You were, you know, the first person I thought of to, to contact for this podcast. So when I, when I started it, so. Uh, where can Where can I hear other episodes? Oh, they're on Spotify. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll send you the link now. And um, yeah, just man, I'm I'm gonna be thinking about this for a while. And uh, I, the next eighteen uh, years, <laughs> eighteen plus. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. no. Yes, thank you. I, I, I know. <laughs> like, like, no, nah, like, hold on. I'll, I'll say too that that. Uh, Miles, Miles was like, "Yo, Jakia is like the first person I'm thinking of," and then for you to say that this is the book that I haven't been thinking about, that I haven't stopped thinking about for the last 18 years, like that's probably the greatest like blank ever, right? <laughs> and to say that, to say that, and for me to be like, "Oh, like that's the greatest blank ever," like what is this book? And then to to read the book and be completely blown away and be like, "Yo, this is." this is bigger than 18 years. This is a lifetime. This is like, mm-hmm. this is cosmic, right? At the same time that it's like so minute in terms of the localism of the book. I mean, it's really like uh, a profound book with a profound, you know, thinking thinking partner, Jakia, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah, you. We should really, be- I know, I'm just thinking of just your whole, like, you just you study everything too and so this is just this surface <laughs> really i mean just in, in terms of comedy and futurism and all the things that you're interested in i i'm just i i really want to just keep learning from you and i'm i'm, I'm proud to call myself your student and um Thank you. yeah no yeah. i'm your student I'm too to y'all student i mean y'all again gym after gym things I've been thinking about this for 18 years and there's you yeah. gave me new things to think about, yeah. um, which is not impossible for this book. So, um, and absolutely not out of the realm of y'all's genius. So I'm not surprised about that, but what I am is grateful, a great deal. Mm, um, we should check in at 18 years. Set the timer right now. And, and ho- hopefully when uh when covid and everything lines up or you know things get back to some norm 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 normalcy jen and i would love to come to kentucky to say hi and we're oh my gosh yeah. Yeah, come, yes come yeah. Yeah. 
let me find out I'm teaching a class on the color purple. We're doing this. <laughs> like we'll, we're definitely gonna do this. It's come up a couple of times as a possibility. Um, Salome Shatilla just came out with her great book. Yeah. There's just a lot of good reasons mm-hmm. to revisit. Um, so I've been thinking about it, but let me find out. Y'all will be right up here in the bluegrass state. Exactly. Um, dropping knowledge. Um, alongside me it would be amazing. That would be such a treat. Oh man. Now I'm thinking like what how do you how many different ways could you teach this book? A billion. A billion. A billion. If you just wanted to do ecology, if you wanted to just huh, like, right. you know, this is gonna be an environmental studies class. If yep. you were like, yep. I just this is gonna be a religious study. No, and no, I mean <laughs> like I no, actually, now you've inspired me. Like we're gonna be, we're gonna be talking about about this more, obviously. But um, I am like working towards uh, teaching like environmental studies, justice type classes, and this is gonna be one of the books for sure. Mm. Like th- um, this, this is. I yep. mean, if I'm if I'm worthy, honestly, right? Because like <laughs> this is because this book is something else, right? But I mean, uh, I, I didn't mention it before, but like. I, I mean, I did say that I was really sensitive to it in the book, but the first time I noticed it was when uh, Celie was like, all right, like he's getting ready to beat me, time to become a tree. And like, you were talking about how Suge is kind of like this water nymph. And I thought, oh yeah, Celie's the tree, right? I mean, the, 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 the strength, um, the, the, the knotted up roots, but also just the, the consistency of like her presence, her breathing to like grow so big um, mm. is like truly like that, that embodiment of like a, of a human and more than human relationship that like, again, Alice Walker casual, just, Oh yeah. By the way, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, by the way, yeah. don't, when you edit this down, leave that in there. Cause I want to remember that too. Oh, <laughs> um, yes. and which, which part? What you were just oh, the, saying about, like, oh, just about the tree. Oh, okay. Like, that's the thing. Like, we didn't even go to the text that much because it just, <laughs> right. if you, there's a really great um, process that um, Alexis Pauline Gums and Ramalika Imhotep and a lot of other people do um, that they call bibliomancy, where they just, you know, kind of close their eyes and like pick a, pick a place on a page in a text and and figure, right, that like fate led them to that place mm. uh, and that that's what they need to meditate on at that moment. And I think, um, I mean, it always works if you believe that, the, that, that there's a message for you in that place. But for this book, <laughs> um, anywhere you touch, anywhere you touch, um, you could like just ride it out for hours and hours and hours because everything is um, so dense. Any of these letters, any mm-hmm. of these paragraphs and you all like really picked out some wonderful passages as ever we talked again about it. I would love to be even passage forward yeah, just because the poetry of it, like besides the just the, the story, um, the technique, the precision as, as you all talked about it both, the subtlety of it is phenomenal. So. Um, I hope that you will check out this article, in fact, because one of the things that I love about it is that it's reminding us about Huey Newton um, mm. as, an, as an ecologist trying to say this very thing that like what we can't afford is to be anything but interdependent. Like it's, mm. we're desperate wow. for interdependence. Wow. 
that that's what the radical revolutionary move is. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm excited. This looks perfect. Um, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say, uh, um, if you could elaborate a little more on this bibliomancy idea, just because oh, yeah. I like. I've never intentionally said like, oh, I'm gonna just go to a random thing. But I have noticed how there are times when like, I'll pick up a book and then like open it to something and I'll be like, whoa, like that was that was weird, right? Just how like relevant whatever was on that page was to like what I was thinking or some question that I had. And hey, like maybe, maybe that's a fun, like, uh, you know, activity or exercise for the next one talking about passage yeah. forward yeah, yeah. Like the three of us the three of us just go like yeah, like this like, and then right. just like oh what's yeah. on yeah. <laughs> and then be like oh yeah this this is the shit like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i think that's great like that's a great project um when um rama like a imhotep does it as a part of the um the church of black feminist thought like that's some of how they guide their study practice mm. um so I think it's called the Church of Black Feminist Thought. I get it wrong. Definitely right. Yeah, no, I think that's right. And um, as I mentioned, Alexis Pauline Gums does it, but it's not a, um, it's not unique to them or necessarily um, new. But it's because people do it in church all the time too. Yeah. Take me to the, take me to the word I need to see, Lord, or whatever. Um, (laughs) And I think, uh, yeah, I think it's a it's as reasonable a, um, a technique within in a, a so-called secular sense. So I, this didn't feel secular at all, um, this conversation. No, not at all. Ooh. It felt holy. Yeah, yeah very holy. It's a holy <laughs> book. Like, it's just so, and it's so nice to, to know, and I appreciate you bringing in, Miles, like all the reflections that you were able to read about Alice Walker's process of writing it and why it was so, um, just like spiritually opening for her. Um, I, I'm not surprised at all because I, I get that from the reading and I've gotten so much of it from this congregation, um, <laughs> congregational singing um, that we've done together um, and that I hope you all will continue to do. Indeed. I, yeah, I thank you. And I can't wait to like listen to other books that blank. Oh, oh. Yes. Yeah. Thank you again. For yeah, thank you so much. My heart. I can't wait to yeah. talk, talk, talk to you soon. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'll talk to you soon it's done too. Um, and yeah, that that Spotify link in there is the mm-hmm. is the link to the podcast. So thanks so much again, Jakia. So exciting again to talk to you and uh, go so deep. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm all warm and fuzzy. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I'm telling you, it really set off my Friday and my weekend, and I feel ready. Yeah. To- all of the things that I'm facing. So thank y'all tons. Be good in the meantime. Um, of course. Good to chat with y'all soon. Take care. Yep. Bye. Bro, crazy. Crazy, bro. That's what I'm saying, bro. Chiquilla is on another level. Bro. What? No, no. What?
crazy, bro. Bro, I'm speechless, bro. I, also, I like, this podcast, again, like, still felt too short. Like, Dude, bro, honestly, like, like we got we got in like 30 minutes, and I was like, yo, yeah, if this ends up being like a four hour, if this ends up being a four-hour conversation where we just like split it into two or three episodes, like I don't even care, bro. I was like, like we got to two hours, and I was like, damn, I feel like we haven't even started talking about this book. I know. I know, bro. Man, she, yeah, I mean, again, like, I finished this book last night, and, yeah, just hearing her talk about it, man, just, yeah. are you taking it down? Yeah, bro, I had to, bro, it's hard. If you made it to the end of this podcast, wow, thank you so much for listening to this conversation. Uh, Miles and I really enjoyed talking to Jakia about The Color Purple by Alice Walker. If you have not read it yet, I highly recommend the link to bookshop.org is in the show notes, as well as some of the resources that Jakia referenced during our conversation with her. Um, thanks so much again. You can always reach out to us if you have any questions, comments, or feedback on the show, um, as well as if you would like to become a guest. Uh, thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye. Peace.